pet owners are inviting their dogs into their beds and that there are benefits for both, she, they found. Um, and they were saying, uh, this one person said, personally, I have six to seven dogs in my bed at night. I don't know oh that God. I would have that many. <laughs> doom, 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 boom. Let's snoot, snoot, boom. Let's snoot. <laughs> Welcome. To let's boop snoots. <laughs> I'm Heidi. I'm Vero. And today we're going to boop some coldy snoots. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some minus thirty to plus two snoots. <laughs> yes, exactly. We had a we had a cold week here where mm-hmm. uh, we're podcasting from. It's been pretty burr. So we have some topics that we would like to boop about today. Yes, but before we start booping away. We would like to thank Holy Raw Nutrition for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. Holy Raw is a raw food service located in Chelsea, Quebec. Their products are sourced from ethical local farms and butchers to ensure freshness, quality, and peace of mind. They have raw blends that come in one to two pound containers, ranging from chicken, beef, duck, turkey, and many more. Holy Raw also provides dehydrated treats and all natural supplements to help support your pet's overall well-being. You can find them on their website at holyrawnutrition.com, holyraw as in H-O-L-I-R-A-W, nutrition.com. Thank you, Holy Raw. Thank you, Holy Raw. And also a big thank you to Stray Dog Brewing Company for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. They are located at 501 La Colle Way, Unit 4 in New Orleans, Ontario. Stray Dog Brewing Company is open seven days a week, Mondays through Fridays from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. with extended hours on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays until 9. Weekend hours are 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturdays and 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sundays. They are a pet-friendly brewery, so bring your snoots. They also host great events throughout the week and offer brewery tours. Make sure to try some of their in-house beers, including Oatmeal Stout, Tropical Knockout, One Hop Wonder, and many more. You can find them on their Instagram at Stray Dog Brewing Co. and their website www.straydogbrewing.ca. Thank you, Stray Dog Brewing Company, for supporting Alessa Boop's Nudes. Thank you. And you can find our sponsor's details in this episode's description. So it's a very cold outside. It's very snowy. Mm-hmm. So today's topic is going to be all about snow and being outside and then coming back in and being all cozy up in bed. What to do with <laughs> your winter snoots. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about some winter sports to enjoy with your doggo. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these seem like fun but I like to hibernate in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so do my dogs. You also have to like, you know, take the dog into consideration too. Because my, my short-haired Weimaraners take a couple of steps outside and they want back in pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Millhouse would love it. So maybe, maybe that'll bring me out. Yes. Because I do have some gear for some of these. But they haven't seen the light of day in so long. Yeah. Uh, So the first one I want to talk about, and this is good because it get you outside and it always feels good. I know it's hard sometimes when it's cold, but when you get out there, it feels so good with some fresh air and coming back in and just feeling relaxed. And I like that feeling of being 
tired because you did some physical, like some hard physical activity. Yes. And I like I, I, I find a lot of people hate the winter. And I always said, if you find something to do in the winter, mm-hmm. it makes it a little bit more bearable. And if you have a doggo, do something with an your extra, doggo. An extra reason. Yes. Unless they're Gibbon and Lou. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is snowshoeing. And I do have some snowshoes. And it's pretty fun. Like I've been when it's not too cold out. Yeah. And you do warm up like to the point where even if it's like I've been, I went cross country skiing when it was like minus 20. And once you get started, like you get really warm. Mm-hmm. So snowshoeing is fun because you don't really need to find like a trail trail. Um, you can go in a field, you can put your snowshoes on. And you can run with them, you can walk with them, you can have your dog on a leash, you can have them like around your waist. Or if they're good off leash, they can just be off leash depending on where you are. Mm-hmm. So it's a good workout where you can take it slow and you can go fast, whatever you want. Yeah, it's pretty like a benign sport that doesn't cost too much and like, yeah, pretty flexible. Like you can go snowshoeing here or over there, or just not on thin ice, everybody. and and the good thing to take well another thing to take into account too is that like if you're trying something new like and and with your dog obviously it it, it totally depends on on your relationship and with your dog and what you're doing with your dog too but one thing that I noticed too because I recently went to a friend's cottage who has um, a shepherd and the snow was very very deep up there and when she let her loose in the snow it is like also a burnout of energy for the dog as mm-hmm. well especially with snowshoeing if you're going through the deep and the dog's just like doing those like bunny hops through the snow <laughs> yes it's it's quite the workout for them as well and they're so cute yeah so like you might not want to go like snowshoeing with your chihuahua or like your pug <laughs> you might lose your chihuahua because you might lose the dog <laughs> Um, so the next tier on the list is skijoring. Oh, yes. Which is crazy. I've been. For me, anyways. You've been skijoring? I have been skijoring, yes. You put on some skis? Yes. So a while back when I was... Sorry, um, I'm not impressed that you put on some skis, but I mean, <laughs> the, one, the ones that you put skijoring with the skis... <laughs> <laughs> you put on some skis <laughs> so I can remember so I used to work for um in the home taking care of the sister of this um uh couple that that were living together and caring for her as well so I was sort of like a personal support worker and anyway so the couple lived upstairs and I cared for their sister like on the main level so the couple who lived upstairs had two huskies and I remember them seeing getting all like geared up and I was like oh what are you guys up to today and they're like skajoring and I was like I say what now (laughs) (laughs) I had never heard of it before but um sorry Vero I feel like I'm like totally like taking over no go ahead what you were booping about but um so yeah there's an apparatus that goes around your body it goes around both of your legs it's almost like similar to like rock climbing wear so they go around your legs and around your waist and then there's like a long line that you leash to the dog in front of you and it has to be pretty long because then you also put on cross-country skis and then you go for a cross-country ski but you have a husky that's pulling you so you're like fast (laughs) cross-country skiing 
And I can remember being a little bit nervous about it at first, but they had trained their dogs. Their dogs were like really, really good. They gave me the right dog that wasn't going to like, you know, pull me like into like (laughs) into a tree (laughs) into a tree or like into the next city (laughs) mush mush Heidi's in Montreal anyways (laughs) but um I have to say it was it was pretty fun it was pretty fun and like I would imagine that training for that probably would be a little bit tedious at first because if the dog wants to go here or there or whatever like it it's like anything right like I'm sure there's a little bit of training that that's involved with it at first but I have to say it was pretty fun man yeah yeah there's definitely some training that has to go into this because they hear um here they put the basics that you'll need so a dog (laughs) over 30 pounds Mm -hmm. a pair of skis a harness a gang line and a hip belt Mm -hmm. but also training your dog yes yes I feel like Ralph would pull me (laughs) <laughs> to the side <laughs> what are we doing yeah and I think Pull like what's back. once you get into a routine as well like then they know the path you're going down and like can take you in a certain area yeah but I, being good with like the stop command yes 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 or like and I too fast and I can't really I don't really remember too much else about that experience like I don't remember like what the commands were or how long they had been doing it for, but it is it is some definitely something to do in the winter with your snoot. Mm-hmm. And if you have a winter, I doubt I could do that with like Gibbon and Lou because they would freeze to death. So yes, yeah. huskies are I would say are the most commonly scajored of dogs. <laughs> yes, this is what they have in the picture here. Uh-huh. The next one is hiking. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty easy. It's kind of like snowshoeing with a less gear. <laughs> um, it offers a new level of hiking, like in the snow. So you can bring your doggy on a lead or off leash, depending on where you are and your dog's recall. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. whatever trails that you have near your place. And for places, you know, that don't have snow, well then, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so hiking and then the next one would be kick sledding which looks like fun Mm -hmm. that looks like fun yes um so it says an excellent calorie burning workout can you hear millhouse i think he wants to go (laughs) yeah he does he hears you talking about it and he's like i want in on it let's go kick sledding let's go kick sledding mom so Skajoring, it's hiking, and kick sledding. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he loves the snow. Yeah. Yeah. He was like lying down the other day. I was like, mm. <laughs> like he could just stay there all day. <laughs> yeah. So it says here your pooch will need a proper harness. And then you'll need the sled. Uh-huh. And then train your dog to respond to kick sledding commands. So, so my question. Safe, so that again, they don't pull you off the trail or. Yeah. You know, you want to stop and they don't stop. It looks here like they have four doggies with one person. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure exactly. Does, and does it like a crazy carpet? I'm just <laughs> looking it up and it looks like it. 
oh yeah, the kick sled. So it's pretty simple looking. Like I thought it was going to look more like a dog sled, like when people are dog sledding and have the whole team on front of you. Mm-hmm. But the kick sled is like, a, I would say like a more skeleton like version of the sled. Like there's a bar on it. Like it's pretty simple looking. Yeah. I'm just looking at it now in videos and stuff like that. That looks like it would be fun. Yeah. I'm just are wondering you- like how many dogs do you need? Yeah. Yeah. Oh- I, yeah, I wonder. I, I should I should talk to my dad about this because he has a husky that goes dog sledding with her friends and dog walker. And I should tell my dad to buy a kick sled for the cottage. We can go kick sledding up the lake. Yeah. With with their dog, Sadie. I could see if he Gibbon and Lou want a part of it. Too. What's that? I said I can see if Gibbon and Lou want to give it a try. Holy <laughs> <laughs> pull you back home (laughs) oh yeah they'll pull me back home to the fireplace yeah so kick Um, looks fun it does look fun i wonder how much kicking you have to do yeah i guess it depends on the dog excellent calorie burning workout but like for your dog (laughs) (laughs) or for you yeah get some nice glutes (laughs) from all those donkey (laughs) kicks (laughs) (laughs) um and our next one here is canny cross which is pretty much hiking so this this is for areas that don't have any snow the lucky people and it's really um it's like um a belt a canny cross belt and there is a long bungee leash that attaches to a harness and you just run with your dog oh yes that looks like fun too I like that you Even included. Even though I'm not a big fan of running. <laughs> yes. I like that you included a non-snow version for those yeah. who don't have the snow. Mm-hmm. And there's one here that I like to do with Ralph. So it's nose work. Oh, yes. So in a previous episode, I was um, telling you guys how when I go to the park, I do like a search command with Ralph. So I'll be walking around and... Close to where I'm standing, I'll drop a treat while he's not looking. And then I go, Ralph, search. And then he'll like sniff around until he finds the treat. But it's a lot more fun in the snow because it's harder to find. Yes. There was, mm-hmm. who, who was it? There was, um, I think it was a video I saw once of there was a dog that would go to like the outdoor rinks in the winter and, and go pick up all the pucks. Cause when the pucks go, like Aww. when people shoot them. So, and I think it was a golden retriever and they, this family had trained their dog to like go and um, search for all the pucks, like at, uh, at the rink. So he would, they had like buckets and buckets of people, like people's pucks that they lost like throughout. <laughs> That's too funny. Their hockey playing, which I thought was super cute. <laughs> that is cute super cute super cute another one here is winter camping oh my god (laughs) no mercy no mercy (laughs) i i went i want to say i'm air quoting here winter camping once but it was like there was an actual cabin that we stayed in it's just like it was like when i was back in school like high school so it was like we did outdoor winter activities all day but you you slept indoors at the end of the day yeah I was in Girl Guides and we were supposed to go winter camping and it got canceled and I was very happy. Yeah. <laughs> no, merci. Yeah. I slept in an ice hotel once. Uh, and it oh, was like, yeah, I it, remember that. 
yeah, in a military like mummy sleeping bag, but um, there were no dogs there. And uh, I did it once and would not do it again. No, <laughs> I'd recommend it for the experience. But yeah, one time is all you once. need. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, on this website, it says sledding as one of the activities. <laughs> like and tobogganing? In the picture, well, so in the picture, there's a toboggan with like mm-hmm. a little kid in the toboggan. Mm-hmm. And then the toboggan is attached to the dad who is yeah. running in front yeah. of the toboggan. <laughs> <laughs> and then the dog is running beside them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so have, you ever, like, have you ever seen dogs at the tobogganing hill? No, I have not. Oh, it's pretty fun. And in our area, I think like depending on where you go, like I think there's like some where they there's like no dogs allowed but I mean people bring their dogs anyways but like it's been fun I've never taken my dogs like um maybe I did once but anyways I find people use their dogs in different ways so that's the most common one is once the family starts sledding down the hill the dog just runs after them and is trying to grab them like they're like Mm -hmm. the dog almost panics like where are you going now (laughs) you're in danger or yeah that too um we tried to get a dog on a, I've seen people try to get a dog on a sled that doesn't usually uh, turn out too well. The dog falls off. And to me, I would be worried about like an injury, like injuring the dog. Um, yeah. You know, like to- tobogganing is obviously one of those potentially dangerous things, depending on how big the hill is. But for the most part, people would like get the dog to pull the toboggan back up the hill (laughs) so like you would put like the rope around them or you'd say here take the rope and then like whoever's at the top would call the dog and the dog would bring the toboggan back up which is like super cute (laughs) that is funny yeah Mm -hmm. yeah dogs don't tend to like riding down the hill on the toboggan yeah in my experience it freaks them out but I have seen like videos of like dogs that do like it or dogs that like I've even seen cats that go downhill skiing with their owners before. What? Have, yeah. There was this one guy, I think he had a Siamese cat and he had some sort of Velcro like apparatus. So the cat was on his shoulder and like had a little snow gear on and would go downhill s- skiing with the guy. Oh my God. I'd be worried to fall and like smush the cat. Right? Like, but uh, anyways. So I mean, any activity that you can do in the winter, like even if you're just... I was going to say hiking, but that we said. Yeah. But just like going for a walk anywhere. Yeah. Bring your pooch. They love it. Bring your pooch. They love it. And also like, but not when it's too cold though, like no. this past weekend, because it's a little And depending too cold. on your pooch as well. Yeah, obviously. Like the huskies that have those nice thick, like tri-layer coats obviously are going to fare a little bit well in the snow mm-hmm. than the naked wimes. <laughs> <laughs> So and there's an obvious one here. Sorry, Heidi. No, that's okay. Um, and just like simple playing in the snow. Like oh yes. You know when you do like snowballs, yeah, you throw it at them and they're yeah, they try to catch them. It's yes, pretty cute. Or if you throw one in the snow and then they go looking for it and they're like, Where'd it go? Where'd it go? (laughs) Where did it go? Or you just like throw it at them. Yes. And they're like, What hit me? (laughs) (laughs) What was that? The little goofballs. But um, just like while we're talking about going outdoors with dogos, though, is that we can talk about some of the things to put on them, Mm -hmm. such as like winter coats. Obviously, there's like an array of like different ones. There's Canada Pooch that has like several suits and stuff like that that you can buy. The slush suit. Yeah. 
And one thing, the slush suit, so cute, slush pants. But um, one thing that I always like to mention, and this one was, uh, God, I'm going to blank out on the name of the company again, because they used to live in our neighborhood. Chili Dogs? Chili Dogs. Yes, thank you. I always forget (laughs) it. And you always have to remind me. But um, Chili Dogs is an awesome company. um, And they make a a bunch of different like designer wear for your dogs too. But the biggest one that I got, and I remember a colleague telling me about this. If you have a dog with a flopsy, super like thin Mm. ears, like a boxer or like my Weimaranas, um, she said when it gets super cold, like for us, it was like minus 30 and like even below, like getting close to minus 40, is that even when she let her dog out for a pee, the ears would freeze and crack and then when they come back inside to where it's warm they would bleed and you know how they do the flap 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 and then it's like a bloodbath like everywhere dog ear blood flying everywhere yeah so i bought one of those chili dogs and um gibbon looked super cute in it um have we ever (laughs) used it no because when they go outside (laughs) when it's that cold it's not for very long at all yeah yeah. Yeah. The last couple of days, it hasn't been more than five minutes. Because I know, I think your dogs will ask to come back inside, but mine are just like, wah, yeah. play, play, play. And I don't think they realize like how cold it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. Mine is 30. Mm-hmm. And then the little boots. Yes. Little boots for their paws. Yeah. And the other thing that I'll just mention too is when the snow starts to melt, if you're taking your dogs to like forested areas, um, one thing that I notice taking our dogs up to the cottage and stuff in the spring is, oh, and uh, and actually like I'll mention this too while I'm on the topic is just any time in the winter, be know what bodies of water are around and how frozen it is. We have mm-hmm. had a few incidences at our cottage where the dog fell through the ice and we had to like, you know, do a operation dog rescue out of the water, mm-hmm. which is no fun. Um, no. And what I was going to mention before too, is when the snow starts to melt and you're taking your dog to a forested area is that you might want to keep them like out of the forested area if you can, just cause like as the snow starts to melt and there's like, twigs and branches and thorns and stuff and like they sink through and like they come out with like their legs just completely like shredded apart yeah or they they can puncture in between their 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 webbed feet if they have webbed feet or like you know in between the toes and stuff like that yeah so just um pay close attention to that maybe do a quick little body search body assessment when they come come out Mm because i've had that a few times in the spring with my dogs I remember Becky once she like ripped like right in between two of her toes and it was so ouchy. Yes, it's very ouch. And then you risk infection and stuff like that. All the not fun things. Yeah. All the not fun things. But um, winter can be fun with the docos. I can remember going outside and building a snowman once with the kids and the dogs were just running around and living their best lives. Yeah. Snowballs were thrown. I know the when do- I shovel my little walkway, I always like throw the the snow their way. Yeah, and they seem to like it. Do they like jump? jumping and biting it, <laughs> biting the snow? <laughs> there, there's definitely like two types of dogs when it comes to the snow. There's like the ones where they're like, "It's snowing, hooray!" And then there's like the <laughs> dogs that are like, "Absolutely not! You will find me inside." <laughs> so if I threw snow at Gibbon, would he think it's fun? 
Um, like I if I think... like a big shovel of fluffy snow and I go Gibbon and I go Floop, in no, the air. He, he would be like, uh, excuse me, what the heck do you think you're doing? <laughs> I think it's like the look that you would get from him. I do I don't know what Lou would do. We haven't like experimented with the snow that much, but with Lou, but I know Gibbon, absolutely not. He's like, he would uh-uh. not be impressed. No, so he might would love not. that. Yeah. Yeah. A bit goofy. They're like, oh, let's try to catch it. Yes. <laughs> and that's it for winter sports. Winter sports. So once you come inside um, from your winter sports and everybody is tired, and you have your I, hot chocolate. And you have your hot chocolate. And you've had a nice productive day with your pooch. So I have a magazine and there was a, a couple of interesting articles in it. And there was one here that was talking about sleeping with your dogs. So on one other page in uh, in the magazine, it was saying that 78... So this was a recent sur- survey of a thousand US-based respondents conducted... And uh, to see how much uh, influence pets have on our lives. So 78% of people that responded allow their pets to sleep in their bed. Whoa. To me, I find that like super high. But at the same time, it makes total sense to me. Um, and then they have an article and that's titled, um, Should You Let Your Dog Sleep With You? These dog owners wouldn't have it any other way. So this magazine is called Modern Dog, by the way. And the article was written uh, by Tracy Tong. And um, so they talked uh, to different people, dog trainers and stuff like that, about having your dog sleep in bed with you. And uh, they quote a couple of different studies. Uh, So they were saying that um, a recent, like this one says that a recent study found that 55% of pet owners welcome their dogs in their beds. But I wonder if that's not sleeping, like, just, you know, to watch TV or something like that. I don't Mm. know. But anyways, and that they're no longer relegated to the doghouse or even the floor. And that um, pet owners are inviting their dogs into their beds and that there are benefits for both, they found. Um, And they were saying, uh, this one person said, personally, I have six to seven dogs in my bed at night. I don't know that I would have that many. (laughs) Even that's my, a lot of dogs. That's a lot of dogs. Anyways, um, and they were saying that um, she said both newly rescued and adopted dogs. And um, she said that they're, the study found that they're bonded more when they sleep in the, in the same room as their humans. Mm. and they're like she she talks yeah and she talks about the close relationship that she has later on in the article which i found interesting where they were talking to a dog trainer about it and they they said that when they have clients and stuff speaking to them that they find that their clients are almost like embarrassed to say or to tell them because they feel like it's a no-no and that it, it could potentially like you know does it waver the power balance between like the dog and the human and stuff like that And he said that um, as a general rule, when both humans and pets are happy to share the bed, there's nothing wrong with it. But he said if it's not working for one of the parties, perhaps perhaps the dog or its owner just can't get comfortable. A good compromise is to have the bed that the pet sleep on the floor or on another apparatus like around the bed and stuff like that. So different people talked about like the different ways that they sleep with their animal. And it's like very interesting. And it's just like, everybody has their own routine. Right. So like one person talked about how their dog snuggles up and, and then once she's asleep, then the dog moves over to the middle of the bed or somewhere else in the bed to like give her her space. 
which hmm. I wish my dogs did that <laughs> because my dogs do not. And I find that like when just from talking people over the years, I'm not quoting any study, just my own observation is that like you give an animal of any kind, not just a dog, like it's with cats too, you give them an inch and they take a mile. So like I can remember <laughs> even with Gibbs and Lou, Lou is a little bit better, but like you let them into your bed and then it's like, yeah, you start off with like the dog in the middle and my husband and I on either side and everything's all good. But then you wake up and you're like at the very edge of your bed and the dog's completely stretched out and you're like, <laughs> and all of that. And then um, they talked about a couple of different things like, um, they said that even though like, um, people, uh, have dogs sleep in bed with them, that it still is important to give your dog their own space, like their own bed or their crate or something as a place that's just for them, for them to go. And, um, some people were just saying that like, they just sleep better. So there are studies to support the fact that like sleeping with an animal does give you more com comfort that people tend to have less dreams and nightmares. Ooh. Which I find interesting too, because like I I don't I don't dream like at all. I, I find no. like no with my dogs like sleeping in bed, like I very rarely dream. And I'm trying to think about the times when I did have like super intense dreams. And I think it's the times when my dogs were away with my dad at the cottage. So I don't know if it's Ooh. just something I don't know if it's the contact, the extra warmth, it's just like maybe it's therapeutic touch or whatever. Yeah, and it could be. And that's why they have, like, therapy dogs tend to stay with, like, kids and stuff like that who are having anxiety and stuff like that to put that sort of stuff at ease. So that makes sense. See, I'm worried I wouldn't sleep well and then that they would, like, wake me up on the weekend because they're, like, food time. But, like, at four in the morning. <laughs> for For me, I have to say that, like, sometimes it is uncomfortable, like, and maybe this is a power thing. Maybe I would not uh disclose this to a dog trainer but gibbon does this thing where he likes to lie in between your legs so if you're laying on your back and your legs are straight he'll come onto the bed and then he takes his paw and he like forces your leg open like he's like move it move it open let me in there let me in there and he, he's like <laughs> relentless like he will keep doing it until you open your legs and and wow. I, do, I don't but my husband does every time he's like it's his favorite spot and i'm like <laughs> Yes, but it's <laughs> one thing to, like, ask permission and then another thing to, like, physically, like, accost you. <laughs> but anyways, and like I have, like I said, Lou's pretty good. She curls up into her little bagel. Like, people find it pretty impressive, like, how small of a bagel, like, Lou can curl up mm -hmm. into. It's, it is pretty impressive. She's like Sonic the Hedgehog. All of a sudden, she's like... And she's like this tiny little ball. <laughs> and um, so she stays put like pretty much throughout the night. But if Gibbon is to enter our room in the middle of the night or if something happens downstairs or he barks at something, like she definitely springs up and that disturbs our sleep. Or she might just get up to like listen to it. And then she does the thing where she does the walk around and drop like a sack of potatoes again into her bagel. <laughs> Just like an up, a like roundabout, and badoosh, like into your back. Mm -hmm. Like Gibbons, I, I think, because he's a bit heavier. Like I notice it a bit more. Like when he drops like the sack of potatoes, it is a heavier, definitely sleep disrupting sack of potatoes drop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, but, Ralph would be so cuddly. Yeah, 
so yeah. goodly. Yes. And then the only other thing that I don't like about it is in the morning when she does wake up, depending on which way she's facing, she stretches out her legs like full blown. <laughs> so then she pushes you and like her dog claws are on your back or she scratches you sometimes because she's just like doing the <laughs> stretch. <laughs> does she do the sound? Sometimes. Yeah. 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 I remember Wiggum used to do like when he yawned, he'd be like, <laughs> she does one like that sometimes or it's like wow or like a real quick one like that but um the other thing too that was funny just from the other night and talking about how cold and how cuddly it was um the other night when I came home I pulled out this like electric blanket that that we got back in the day so I put like my sheet down then the electric blanket and then like a comforter on top so it was like warming up the bed so when Lou slept with us that night like all night long like every time she moved or did everything she was like oh <laughs> mm-hmm. I loved it oh like all night <laughs> it's like honest to god she was just like loving every second of like the heated blanket like <laughs> my poor little naked wimes and even Gibbs came to join us too and even he was like oh yeah oh Love this <laughs> speaking of yawning i don't know if i've ever seen ralph yawn oh really yeah that's weird because that's a pretty like keep yawning around him and then notice it because it's a cross species thing yawns are contagious cross species and we have to stop saying in the morning when he's like you're preparing his food and he's like then he yawns and it's like (laughs) (laughs) like super loud (laughs) But have I seen Ralph yawn? I don't even, I don't think I have. Or if I have, like, it's been a while. It's just so full of energy. It's like, I'm not yes. tired. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Do you understand? Ever. Maybe he does. Maybe he has, Um, what's the opposite of narcolepsy? Just like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't... Anyways, I forget. But um, one quote that I found interesting here is that it said, like, humans and dogs have been sleeping together for centuries. And the expression, a three-dog night, means a night so cold that you need three dogs to keep you warm. Oh. And I was like, uh, yas. And they were saying that uh, some people said that that phrase originated in the Australian outback, while others point to, like, Alaska or Siberia. Hmm. I would lean more towards Alaska or Siberia, you know what I mean? Yeah. And those like Siberia, I'm sure they have the big flukes out <laughs> there. In to keep Australia, you. Australia can get warm uh, or cold, like when you're out in the outback, I guess at night for sure. Yeah, but um, th- they were saying but also three dogs some- night cold. <laughs> yeah, maybe not a three dog night cold. Maybe like a Alaska or Siberia. <laughs> I feel like that. Bo- we're I'm, we're gonna give that one to Alaska and Siberia. <laughs> um. Another thing that they thought too is that the advantages of having of sleeping with the dogs back then was uh, protection from animal attacks. So it's mm. kind of like a guard dog too, right? Um, which makes sense. You know what I mean? Like if, yeah. when my dog barks in the middle of the night, I go downstairs to have a look. Sometimes I can tell. It's almost like baby cries. I'm like, oh, that's barking at a raccoon or something that's going by. Mm. But sometimes if he's like really persistent, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go downstairs and check this out. Yeah. So, you need some guard dogs. Well, yeah. And if they're sleeping right next to you, you get that alert a little bit better than if they're, if they downstairs. Um, 
what else was in here? Um, yeah, it just basically talks about... Um, I, I think, like, after reading this article, I agree with it. Like, if if an animal is sleeping in bed with you, I think there is a lot of benefits to it. But if you're not sleeping well and you're uncomfortable or they're waking you up several times throughout the night and you're tired and you can't sleep, um, then, yeah, I think you should make, like, other arrangements for sure. And you can bring a dog bed into the room. And But I think that this is, like, and we, we've talked about this time and time again, it's an important decision to make when you first get your dog because I think once the dog's in the bed, you're yeah, going to have a hard time <laughs> going back <laughs> yeah. for human and the dog. They're going to be like, what the hell is this? Like, What's I've going on? Like, when we were having behavior issues with Lou, I, I practice like I brought a bread bed a bread if I brought bread up to the room for sure she would not come into the bed oh my but God, yeah. I bought her her um bed we brought into the room at one point and I was just establishing like I felt like we had to establish boundaries more and I was having her sit in place before inviting her into bed with us so I'd make her lay there for like an hour or whatever and then when we're like getting ready to go to sleep then invite her up that's another way if you feel like there's power struggles between you and your dog that might be a way to mitigate that is that like they have to wait for permission yeah and, and that's practice what, off yes and yeah. off big time like they have to listen to you when you say off um some things to consider when you're making that decision whether to take your dogo to bedtime with you or not but i I, I would not have it any other way and here <laughs> here you have two you have two podcasters here one with a dog in their bed sometimes too and one without yeah I'm worried that there would be there's so much hair everywhere in the house that it would be like hair central yeah to the point that it's gross yep you definitely you definitely have to wash your sheets more frequently <laughs> yeah but it's not even that like it would be like one day and there would just be hair everywhere mm. it's bad Yes. Um, and yeah, I don't think so, I yeah. sleep well. But that's something I would have to test. But yeah. the hair thing is for sure something that, <laughs> like a mouthful of hair. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Do you do you um ever sleep with with Ralph or Mills like on the couch? Like, have you ever no. napped with them before in any kind no. of location? Oh man, no. you are missing out. <laughs> I did like I like I do lie down on the floor. And yeah. Ralph will come like snuggle up. Yeah. Doesn't it feel but so good? But Milhouse doesn't get it. And then he'll like jump on Ralph and bite him like playfully. Uh, yes. And I feel like Ralph gets frustrated because he's like, you're interrupting my snuggle time. <laughs> yes. Like yeah. when Gibbon and Lou come up to bed with us, I just feel like it's like our pack sleeping together. Yeah. Know? It is. It's I'd like... be curious to see what would happen. Yeah, you should try it. Like when you go to your parents or something, do would they let the animals in their beds? Though no, no, <laughs> no. It's definitely a preference thing, but it's so. I had a friend with a little dog who she is very meticulous about her sleeping habits and like will not even eat in bed. She her bed is a place of pristine being, and like you have to shower before you get into bed and all that kind of stuff. And she was going through a bit of a hard time. And she was sleeping on her couch because she was having difficulty sleeping and she was like watching stuff and just trying to fall asleep to it on the couch. And so the dog is allowed on the couch, not allowed in the bed. 
So while she was going through this Uh difficult time and sleeping (laughs) so well on the couch with her dog, he converted her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I know know who this is. Yes, you do. You do know (laughs) who this is. And um, so I just thought that was so cute. So also be prepared for a change in your choices. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes they can just like win you over or maybe you reap the benefits of it. And maybe it's just like that was super comforting to her and she still needs that comfort or whatever. But like, like I said, after reading that article, there are benefits. But like, like the person who finished off the article, the dog trainer said, if it is working for both parties, like, by all means, go for it. But Mm -hmm. if you're not sleeping well with your dog in your bed, or it's not good for the you and your dog's relationship, because they like own you. (laughs) (laughs) then maybe it's time to start exploring other options yeah we'll see maybe if you put like a big hairnet yeah (laughs) it's not even that it would be dirty it would just be like no and it's not for everybody vacuum the bed I'm not trying to, I'm like, I'm not trying to pressure you. I'm like, you're missing out. (laughs) But I'd be curious. I don't think I would try it, but I'd be curious to see how Ralph would be in the bed. Yeah. If he would be like, it's playtime. (laughs) Or if he would understand like after a couple of nights that this is like time time. to go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And if he would wake up at like four and like nudge us, like food time. It's food time. (laughs) Yeah. Ma'am. Mom, <laughs> I'm hungry. That's I'm that's dying. the other take. You wake up. The first thing they do when they wake up is the flappa 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 flappa. So if you're like in the flappa range, you get hit by the flappas. Yeah. If but they've then got maybe you wake up with like a smile on your face because it's like. Oh, I poochie. do. I do, and when I when I get up and go to the washroom and come back you want to bet there's a wine in my nice warm spot that I've just <laughs> heated up for them. <laughs> like every time they move over, they're just like, Oh yeah. Sweet spot. Yes. Yeah. I don't think Millhouse would have an issue. No, no. Well, next time. He doesn't you... shed. <laughs> yeah. We'll have Yet. to bring you up. We'll have to bring you up to the cottage and you can give it a whirl. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. You could. You can do a, we can do a test, a trial run. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. We'll have to do that. Is that a winter wrap? That is a winter wrap. And before we let you go, make sure to check out Holy Raw Nutrition, a raw food service located in Chelsea, Quebec. We would like to thank Holy Raw Nutrition for supporting us and our podcast. Their products are sourced from ethical local farms and butchers to ensure freshness, quality, and peace of mind. They have raw blends that come in one to two pound containers, ranging from chicken, beef, duck, turkey, and many more. Holy Raw also provides dehydrated treats and all natural supplements to help support your pet's overall well-being. I get all of my food for Ralph and Millhouse from Holy Raw, and they have been amazing, and their food is amazing. We've got two healthy boys. We are so thankful (laughs) to have them as a sponsor. Uh, You can find them on their website at holyrawnutrition.com. Holy Raw as in H-O-L-I-R-A-W nutrition.com. Thank you, Holy Raw. 
thank you, Holy Rock, for those big, healthy boys. <laughs> and also a big thank you to Stray Dog Brewing Company for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. They are located at 501 La Callway, Unit 4 in Orleans, Ontario. Stray Dog Brewing Company is open seven days a week, Monday through Friday from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. with extended hours on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays until 9. Weekend hours are 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturdays and 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sundays. They are pet-friendly breweries, so bring your snoots. They also host great events throughout the week and offer brewery tours. Make sure to try some of their in-house beers, including Oatmeal Stout, Tropical Knockout, One Hop Wonder, and many more. You can find them on their Instagram at Stray Dog Brewing Co. and their website www.straydogbrewing.ca. Thank you, Stray Dog Brewing Company, for supporting a Let's Boop Snoots. And join us next week on Let's Boop Snoots. <laughs> <laughs>